Welcome back to another episode of the Emotional Mastery Podcast, the podcast where we really talk about all things mind, body, soul, healing. So holistic health, gut health, human design, astrology, everything that I've trialed and erred in this 6-3 life of mine, 6-3 emotional manifesting generator life that has really just helped me self-regulate, heal, grow, step into my worth, step into my confidence. It's an everyday process. Some days are easier than others, but this is really my space to share all of that with you and just bring on some incredible guests that have accomplished so much in their life that are working through and healing in their own and really just bring you so much value, right? Like help you find something that works. And for me, it is literally trial and error. It is trying something, experimenting, see what works, leave what doesn't. So anything in this podcast that you hear, if it doesn't feel good, leave it. If it does feel good, try it. I believe that our emotions are literally our GPS. Our mind takes over a lot of times, which is why we use tools to self-regulate so that we can feel our emotions, process our emotions, and really work to understand what that emotion is telling us rather than become the emotion, which can often happen when our mind gets in there as well. So today is Thanksgiving, and I debated even putting an episode out today because it is Thanksgiving, but I decided I wanted to because... I want to talk about a couple things around the holidays. One, the holidays aren't always a happy time for a lot of people. So if that is you, know that you're not alone. A lot of, you know, the music and there's just, there's, the holidays can be really complicated. I don't know who said it. I don't know where I read it or heard it, but there's a saying that it's like, if you think that you're healed, spend a weekend with your family and then you'll really know if you're healed or not. And it is very true because our family is oftentimes the place that we got the conditioning, right? Our family is oftentimes the place where we learned the quote unquote bad habits. Our family is often the place that we still have the biggest wounding. So, you know, we may do a lot of work to heal ourselves. Our family may be part of that. And when we come together for a holiday like Thanksgiving or Christmas or Easter, you know, whatever it is that you celebrate, it can be really hard. It can be really challenging. It can be really triggering. And one really, really, really important thing, which was really I was meditating and this is what came to me, is just boundaries, right? Like boundaries are really hard. I'm still working through boundaries. Sometimes I just have to set energetic boundaries, which means like there's an unspoken distance. Like I just can't, the words sometimes are difficult because a lot of times we're taught that boundaries are bad. Boundaries are cold. Boundaries are uncaring, especially in family dynamics where there's codependency, enmeshment. And so to actually set a boundary can feel really isolating, right? It can make you feel like you are doing something wrong, especially when that is not like the norm within your family. So It's really important to set those boundaries, especially if the holidays aren't your favorite time, right? If the holidays are difficult for you, set those boundaries. Be clear. Maybe it is saying, you know, I'll come over until eight o'clock and then I'm going home. I will come over, but I am not drinking. I will come over, but, you know, whatever, whatever it is that you need to set that boundary around for your own well being. Setting clear boundaries, again, it's hard (laughs) to, to verbalize that. You can do it in text if that's easier. You can do it in email, but just setting those clear intentions so that everybody is on board so that when eight o'clock comes and you leave, yes, people may still be like, oh, stay, stay. Or when you decline a beverage, you know, people may still be like, oh, have a drink, but it's been clear. It's been spoken about. And if people can't 
respect your boundaries. This is the tricky part for me personally. When I went through therapy, we always talked about boundaries and it's all, you know, it's cool to say, hey, I'm not going to drink tonight. I'm not going to do this. And then somebody offers you a drink and you say no. And they're like, oh, come on, come on, come on. Then to be like, okay, well, I'm leaving, right? Because I set a boundary. Now I'm going to leave. I'm going to show you that my boundaries are worth being respected. And if you can't respect them, there are consequences to that. And that is a hard thing to do, right? Especially at a time during the holidays when, you know, family and people want to spend time together. And if you leave, then it can be an issue in itself. Um, But I think it's really important. And this is why it's so important to set boundaries within yourself first, because when you set boundaries within yourself, it becomes easier to set boundaries with others, right? The smaller you start. And honestly, it's almost hardest to set boundaries within ourselves. And even when we set boundaries with others, it's essentially a boundary within ourselves, right? Because we have to we have to follow through with it and the consequences of what we put forth. So really practicing in your everyday routine in life, whatever that looks like for you, if that is, you know, you wake up and say, today, I'm not going to have the candy bar. You wake up and say, today, I'm going to go to the gym or you wake up and say, today, I'm not going to drink. Whatever that is that you set with yourself, sticking to it. I've noticed in my up and down journey of leaving alcohol behind, when I do say no, it is respected more than I feel like it is, but also it feels really empowering, right? When I say no, it can be hard. And I go with this like three minute rule that if I say no, um, or I'll be like, oh, let me decide in a minute, right? And then give myself three minutes and see if I even really need it. Because oftentimes I don't, It's and it's never a need. It's more of a comfort thing. It's more of a you know, what was, what always was, right. The thing that we always did was hang out and drink together. So stepping outside of that. And often a lot of times when people have reactions to it, it's because it's triggering for them. It's making them see something about themselves is really nothing to do with you. So being able to set those boundaries, which again, yes, it can be very hard, but start small sticking to your routines as well, because oftentimes during the holidays, we have some time off from work depending what industry you're in. But yes, we have time off from work. The kids are home all the time. If you're a parent, the kids have, you know, holiday breaks. So if they're not in camp of some sort. So really sticking to your routines as much as you can. So if you wake up in the morning and journal, then continue to do that. If you wake up in the morning and go to the gym, continue to do that. If you wake up in the morning and have a smoothie, continue to do that, right? Like whatever it is for you, whatever your daily routine looks like for you, continue to do that. Stick with it because that's going to really be the thing that's going to help you stabilize your emotions, right? It's going to be the thing that's going to help you. And mind you to that, when we are eating higher processed foods, when we're eating food just high in sugar, and when we're drinking, all of these things really unbalance our gut and our gut is tied to our emotions. And so even if you just go in with the intention of like, hey, I it's Thanksgiving. I am going to eat like shit today. I am going to drink probably too much. I am aware that for probably three days after that day, I'm going to be super moody, super irritable, and just coming to terms with that and maybe giving yourself some extra love there. Maybe, you know, having adding a few more things in self-care into your routine, whether it's like a bath or some dancing or just an extra workout, movement, walking outside with nature, something that's really going to ground you and ground your energy so that it doesn't become so overwhelming. This is why, you know, I think a lot of people around the holidays, it's kind of, you know, we start to eat bad. We got, you know, if you work in an office, you're getting the candies, you're getting the brownies, you're getting the cookies from vendors and, you know, this and the other thing. Uh, and, and it's just everywhere, right? I think 
whatever your childhood memories are of the holidays is kind of what we usually, that's our comfort uh, thing, whether it's food or drinks or music or TV or whatever. Just adding some extra goodness, (laughs) self-care things into your day to really help bring you back to yourself and ground you. So maybe that just looks like you know, 10 minute walk with nature before you do anything in your morning or sitting outside and journaling or whatever, whatever it looks like for you, whatever feels good for you in your in your daily routine. I have been really connecting with my feminine side. It's um I gosh, it's been coming up for me so much lately and it's felt really good, which has also empowered me a lot to stick with these boundaries and stick with my routines and all those things that I'm talking about. But I have I'm I realized I've really embodied the masculine for so much of my life. I was talking to somebody about it, I don't know how long ago, a few months ago, when it first really, really became obvious, I guess, when I first the awareness of how much in the masculine I was, I realized like I never really felt like sexy. Like I was kind of just I don't know, like that was really hard for me to embody that that really delicate feminine. And I noticed that when I was jealous or envious of somebody, it was because they embodied those qualities, those qualities that I felt like I didn't have. And so I just have slowly been working on integrating that more, getting more in touch with that. And to me, that's looked like in the past two weeks, the class, I talked about it, I don't know, on Instagram, or I might've talked about it on the one of the past episodes here. But I can't even like describe really what it is. It's like a mix of spirituality. It's super, it's like intuitive movement and it's dance and it's feminine, but it's also hard and it's empowering and it's emotional. And it's honestly like one of the most beautiful practices I've done. And it's hard. Like it, it is challenging. It's not like a... And that was my thing at first because I'm so used to this masculine form of working out, right? Like going and running really hard and really fast and lifting weights and just being like super muscular and super strong. And I was talking to Gemma Totten, and that'll be out in a couple weeks, but I don't even want to go too far into it. But we were talking about yoga and she was talking about, you know, being muscular and then showing up to these yoga classes and actually being really gentle with it. And people are surprised. And I truly believe like your mind is super, super powerful. So like I feel empowered like doing these workouts. And so when I'm in that space and I'm feeling empowered and I can literally visualize my muscles getting stronger. And there was a study somewhere that they had, yeah, they had people visualize their muscles getting stronger and they actually like did, they did some like, they did some tests after X amount of days. Like I think they had people working out and then they had people like visualizing themselves working out and I could be having this wrong. So I apologize if this is if you have heard of this study, actually like email me, DM me and let me know um, so I can correct it. But this is my memory of it. And the people who just literally visualized themselves working out actually had muscle shifts, right? Like their muscles got stronger just from that visualization because our mind is super powerful. Our mind is like really cool and beautiful. We just often misuse it, overuse it, rely on it too much. And I think that's something like just as as a collective, as a species we're like kind of growing into is understanding our mind and what it can do. But yeah, so the class has been really feminine and empowering for me. That's one space. I've also been just like 
doing my makeup a little bit more. I have been having a little bit more feminine jewelry, wearing earrings more, just little things like that. Like it doesn't sound like a lot, but like when I show up to work and I've got makeup on and I'm wearing earrings and a really delicate, beautiful necklace, like it just makes me feel good. It makes me feel more in the feminine space. And that's really cool. And it's, yeah, it's just, it's felt very empowering. And I think my whole point of launching into this whole feminine thing in context of what I'm talking about is that I think when you start embodying those things, right? When I, like for me, when I start feeling more feminine and I start feeling more sexy and I start dressing a little bit differently to really embody that and not to say that you have to dress a certain way to look feminine, but it's because I'm feeling empowered and it's because I'm feeling confident that translates into other areas of my life, right? So I am able to then go and set boundaries and feel more confident about the boundaries I'm setting. I'm able to set more goals with myself or be able to stick to my routine because it makes me feel good, right? Because those those feminine daily routines that I've now added in make me feel good. So it makes me want to do it more, which then makes me want to stick to the boundaries I've set, whether it's with food, whether it's with alcohol, whether it's with movement, like whatever it is, because it, it truly makes me feel good. And that's what this podcast is so much about. It's like, stepping into what feels good and when i'm coaching clients or i'm working with people and i'm and i'm speaking about all these you know because there are so many tools movement meditation it can be overwhelming especially in this diet this toxic diet culture that we have here of like don't eat this and don't do that and i just i always urge people to do what actually feels good like genuinely feels good you know if eating a cookie one night feels good do it but if it after you eat it you actually feel like shit then that's not really making you feel good right and so just being truly honest about it journaling how you feel after you eat something like i noticed i had um i ordered indian food the other night and i love indian food i love it so much but the next day my stomach was a mess because it had butter in it right and that was something that i had was halfway eating it and i and i read the thing and i realized that it had butter on the receipt because I had Uber, whatever. Uh, on the receipt, it did say it had butter because it was a vegetarian Indian restaurant. Anyway, but I love that food, but I have to admit that yes, it didn't make me feel good because of the butter. And that's not something I have in my my daily life, right? So I know when I eat it, I have to really take into consideration like, okay, I'm not going to feel good after this, right? Like, so that's really important to just, yeah, be honest with yourself. And as it goes throughout the holidays, right? As we're eating certain things, find that thing that empowers you. Find that thing that makes you feel good. Like I said, for me, it's just, it's, it is tapping into the feminine. Like that has been so cool for me. And another thing that has been really empowering for me is the podcast pro accelerator program that I was doing with almost 30. It is now finished, which is so sad because I loved it so much, but I have just felt so lit up, just so lit up, not just in the podcast. I mean, obviously in the podcast, like this lights me up, period, which is really why I was putting an episode out on Thanksgiving Day, right? Because I just like, I love, love, love doing this, but the, having those 25 other women in this group who are on the same path, right, who are so driven and so motivated and just making content every day and supporting each other and lifting each other up. Like we have like a chat and it's just like so beautiful and so incredible. And I think a lot of times as women, we have this like sister wound, right? Where it's almost like we don't want to like lift each other up and we don't want to help each other because we're like afraid. I don't know. Like we're, we're afraid the other one's going to get to a bigger, better place than us. And we're not going to get there. We want to like, we need to like step over them. Right. But it's remembering that we're, there's enough space for all of us. Right. There's enough resources for all of us. There's enough money for all of us, right? So like let's lift each other up and in this beautiful space. And so that's been like really, really powerful for me too. And you know, they say you are 
culmination of like the eight people, five or eight people that you surround yourself with. And it really had me realize that like, I don't actually have that many people here um, where I currently live, like in my everyday life that really lift me up in that sense. And so spending seven weeks with these women that are just like everything is just let's talk about our wins and, you know, let's support each other. And how can I do that? You know, like it is such a beautiful thing. And you really feel that energy, you really tap into that energy. And one of our very, very first podcast uh, classes, the accelerated classes, Krista from Almost 30 was talking about like being in the vortex with your podcast. And I don't know, like I, you know, Abraham Hicks, I've talked about it. Um, if you've read Abraham Hicks, if you haven't, uh, The Law of Attraction, but Abraham always talks about being in the vortex, right? And being in the vortex is when things flow. That's when you manifest. That's when you're just like your vibration matches the energy of the thing. And I just always think about that because it's like this program has been, yeah, so powerful for my podcast, but just like it's trickled out into so many other areas of my life. It has empowered so many other areas of my life. Having the confidence behind their microphone is so beautiful because it's an area like my voice was always the thing that I felt like I couldn't use, right? Like it felt stifled, like literally my throat chakra, like I would just feel it and it was like tight and I couldn't speak. And so like just the progression and the healing and the growth through this microphone, through speaking on here and through connecting with people, other people, beautiful, amazing souls that come on the podcast, whose podcasts I go on. And it's just such an amazing, really, really cool journey for me. And so, yeah, just like having something that lights you up like that, right? Like what is your passion? I was talking to somebody the other day who you know, work so much and their passion is to to paint and to, and they want to sell art. And they just said that they were feeling so like burnt out and they haven't been doing the art. And it's like, it's always that like cycle, right? It's like, so you're tired. So you're not doing the thing that's going to make you feel energized and excited. And it's just like this loop, which then like furthers it. So it's like, how can you like put a stop to that, right? Like how can you like put the brakes on a little bit and give yourself some time and space to do that thing, right? Like to, to do the art that's going to light you up, to come, you know, behind a mic and, and record a podcast, or maybe you make music, or maybe it's just going outside with na nature. Maybe it's traveling. How can you create space no matter how small, right? If your thing is traveling, you don't have to like fly to Italy tonight, right? But you can go to the next town over or even in your town. It's like, where's one place you've never been before, right? That you can spend an hour and go visit. So there are ways that we can integrate it in our life. There are ways that we can make space for the things that truly, truly light us up in our life. And that in itself is really grounding. And that is going to trickle into everything else. That is going to make us feel empowered and excited and confident. So really finding that space. And I say all that really just to say like during these holidays, make sure you continue to make space for those things because those are the things that are going to keep you grounded. Those are the going to be the things that are going to empower you to set those boundaries. Those are the things that when your boundaries aren't respected and you have to go, you know, you have to stick to your word and maybe leave a situation or something. Those are the things that are going to bring you back to yourself and make you stand in your worth and make you just stand in your knowing, right? Those are the things that you get to know yourself, right? Through journaling, through all these things that we always talk about on here. Getting to know yourself is huge. It's powerful and when you feel shaken, you can come back to you. And that's really what it's about, right? Coming back to you, knowing you. Because, you know, like my daughter, I don't even remember what the conversation was, but I was just like, you know, I was like, Lace, nobody cares about you as much as you do. And she was like, well, that's really mean. And I was like, I don't, it's, I don't mean it to be a mean thing, but it's just the truth. Literally, nobody cares about you as much as you do. And so I remind myself of that a lot, like, especially when it's setting boundaries, it's like, 
yeah, they might be triggered, but really it's for one, it's showing them more of something about themselves. But for two, they're probably really not going to care that much, right? Like people make a big deal like, oh, don't go or whatever. But also like, I think we think that when we set boundaries, it's going to be perceived a certain way. But again, nobody cares as much as you do, right? Like you build it up in your head, like it's going to be this big thing. And it may be a big thing, right? Like it may end up being a big thing, but that's also really telling too. And that's showing you who's meant for you in your life and who's not. And of course, like family is a different situation. Family is family and we don't choose our family. I mean, we do choose our family. Our souls choose our family. That's just my personal beliefs. Uh, And we're all here to learn certain lessons from our family, whatever they may be. But just, yeah, give yourself grace and compassion and extra love this holiday season. If it's hard for you, you know, reach out to a friend. You can always email me, message me um, with any questions. And yeah, just enjoy it if you do love the holidays. And if you don't, just give yourself that extra love and find something that brings you joy and just make sure you stick with your routines. And that'll just really, really help with mental health because mental health can really like skyrocket during the or plummet during the holidays. So I think that's just one area where we do need support. And of course, the membership space, the community is open. And my mission with that community is really just exactly like I talked about, just to support each other, to lift each other up, to learn all these modalities, healing tools, questions, connect. Like that has been so powerful for me this year. And so I want to bring that to this community. So that link is in the show notes. You can join there. I am also going to be doing a 90 day program starting in January because I think we so often um, set these goals, these New Year's goals. And, you know, one, two, three weeks by the end of January, usually we've kind of forgotten about them. And so this 90 day program is really just three months, 90 days of just being consistent, being accountable setting these goals slowly so that we can actually stick with them and follow through with them and pull them through the new year. And they're going to be gentle. It's not going to be anything massive. Or if you do have massive goals, we're going to take it step by step and do it really slowly so that we just don't overwhelm ourselves and forget it. Because especially when it comes to a lot of people have resolutions when it comes to food and fitness and it can be really hard to just jump all in at once. So, you know, having that accountability and having those um, goal setting and manageable steps is my goal. I'm only taking five people through. So if you're interested, uh, send me a DM, send me an email. My email is Rochelle, R-O-C-H-E-L-L-E at RochelleChristian.com. That's R-O-C-H-E-L-L-E-C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-E.com. My website is RochelleChristian.net and you can find me on Instagram at Rochelle.Christian. All the places, all the things, everything is in the show notes that you need. And I just, I be kind to yourself, be kind to others. I'm my new mantra is always the four agreements. I'll link that in the show notes that book, but it is be impeccable with your words, whether it's with yourself or someone else. Take nothing personally, assume nothing, and do the best that you can. And I literally am reminding myself of those every single day, especially when I feel triggered. Just be impeccable with your words take nothing personally, assume nothing and do the best that you can. I love you all. And I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day.